You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple. Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow. Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. You good? I'm good. I'm good as well. And, um, you know, I got to come up with another phrase. You do have to come up with another phrase. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to work. We're going to work on that for the next time. We have, as we have been blessed to have great guests, great guests. This we have week. some great guests and, um, looking forward to this conversation with this couple. Mm-hmm. And before we dig in, who do we have today? We are talking with Jason and Angel Scott of Focused Marriages. Wow. Yay. Jason and Angel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jason and Angel. And we'll talk about this, but they have been together for 25 years, mm-hmm. been married for 23. Mm-hmm. They celebrate the 24th anniversary coming Next up. Next week. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So for those of you that are listening, you may be listening to this after their anniversary, but <laughs> find out how to uh, get a hold of them and how to follow them and how to connect with them. And then when you do, you can wish them a happy belated anniversary. Right, 24 exactly. years. That is a That's blessing. Fantastic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Congratulations. And so listen, this is what we're going to do, right? We tell all couples this. We're, we're such suckers for a good story. Uh, we're going to go all the way back. Right. You've been together for 25 years. We're going to go back to year one of you meeting. (laughs) Tell us that story. How did Jason and Angel meet? You want to tell your version or you want me to tell a version? (laughs) (laughs) It's always two versions. I was going to say that's really funny because all of our guests say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Want to go first or should I? (laughs) Do you want to tell your story or do you want me to tell mine? I'll tell you what, I'll start and I'll allow you to fill in any gaps that there may be. Okay. Okay. How about that? So we met, actually, we were a blind date. I'll take it back to even how that all came about. (laughs) I went out with some friends and there was like some couple friends and I was a fifth wheel. Mm -hmm. So it was two couples and then me. Okay. And so one of the young ladies of one of the couples, we were just sitting around talking, just talking, you know, trash and joking and everything. And she goes, I got somebody for you. I got somebody for you. I said, well, you know, make it happen. You know, (laughs) just talking and joking. And about maybe... A month went, two months. two months went by, and I ran into her friend again oh. in Georgetown, yeah. and I said, oh, so what happened to your girl calling me? She ain't never calling me. I thought you had somebody for me. Just in joking and everything else. And sure enough, maybe about a month or so, not too long after that, I'm telling my age right now, I get a page. <laughs> <laughs> I had a page, so I get a page. And I'm out with another young lady and her son mm-hmm. at his little birthday party. And honestly, I was really trying to figure out how can I get out of this because <laughs> the kid just kept crying the whole time. And I just wasn't for, and no point intended, but I wasn't for young ladies who had a child and I got to take on the child. I just wasn't, 
I wasn't there. Listen to that. Listen to that. Remember that story. Remember, remember that piece. Mm. And so then I got the page. So I went to the payphone, called, said, hey, who's this? And this little soft, sweetest voice <laughs> I've ever heard. She said, this is Angel. <laughs> and I said, Angel. She said, yeah, Danica's friend. I said, oh. <laughs> and I told her up front. I said, look, I'm out right now. I said, but as soon as I get home, I'm going to call you. And as soon as I got home, I called her. And we talked ever since. Wow. Wow. Anything you want to put together now? Nope. And then, then, all right, so going back to... So we talked on the phone for about maybe two weeks. Before Maybe a little met, longer than that. Before we met, we just talked on the phone and got to know each other. Didn't Stay on the see phone each at two other. o'clock in the morning and all that stuff, all asleep on the phone mm-hmm. and all that type stuff. And um uh he oh, and he told me that he was saved. And I was like, Oh, can you read the Bible with me? Because I was going to church, but I was going to church and going out to the clubs and all that type of stuff. So it was real, no real, no real accountability there. Mm-hmm. And so I was just happy that. He was a Christian guy. So I was like, can we read the Bible together? And so we would read the Bible over the phone together. And then we finally met in person about. So so, so tell them about the first day we we, we met, but the approach on it. So I was oh. on my way over there. Oh, I, you I was, was on the phone with your I was on the phone with my sister cousin. cousin. Mm-hmm. Not calling your, my sister cousin. And your statement was. If he's ugly, I'm going to keep talking to you. But if he's all right, I'm going to hang up and call you back. And so. I was looking out the window when he pulled up and he got off the car and I said, girl, let me call you back. <laughs> <laughs> and I hung up. He came up and I was living with my mom because I had my daughter and me and her father didn't work out. So I had moved back with my mom. So long story short, Jason said he didn't want to talk to anybody with kids. Mm-hmm. But then he talked to me and fell in love with my daughter. And then he told us um, after several visits that, you know, he wasn't looking to get married for like 10 years. He asked me to marry him after four months. So did. <laughs> and she turned me down. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Why? I had to come back again. Why, why did you turn him down? Because I, it, it was like too good to be true. And because of my experience, my past experience with my daughter's father, I just, the trust wasn't there. He was a nice guy, but I just wasn't ready to trust. And, you know, I had, I mean, I was really hurt from my previous relationship. So um, he, we, we just kept talking and he came back a couple of months later, maybe about two or three months later. And it was at my family reunion that he proposed to me at my family. Couldn't reunion say no then. In front of everybody. <laughs> and his parents that came up and his sister and yeah. And then I said, yes. Now, mind you, we were... Jason's parents are pastors, so he grew up a little different than I did. And so, you know, we were dating and sleeping together and all that type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But we got engaged because we, we found a church together. We left, he left his church, I left my church. We both decided to find another church. And so his parents told us about a church of the pastor. They were friends. So mm-hmm. we ended up going to that church. And once we got engaged, we decided to make ourselves accountable, you know, and not have sex with each other. Until we got married, mm-hmm. we figured we need to discipline our flesh because if we could discipline our flesh, then we could have discipline in other areas of our life. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that, that was our reason for making that decision. And so Jason, um, he got me an apartment, me and my daughter, 
but he stayed with his aunt. He stayed with his friend. He stayed here. He stayed there. He stayed everywhere until like the week before we got married. Then he came and stayed on the couch. And the same friend that introduced me to him mm-hmm. came over to the apartment and was like, why is there an alarm clock in the living room? <laughs> I was like, you really want to know? She said, yeah. I said, well, that's what Jason's sleeping on the couch. <laughs> she said, huh? I said, you thought we was playing? We're not having sex. We're not, you know, we wanted to do it God's way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we we did that and then we got married and started our blended family with my daughter and my daughter's father. And we had a conversation with her father, sat down, had a conversation with him and told him our household rules and, you know, how we were going to operate and either he could be a part or not. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he was inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So um, Jason was like, you know, it's not going to be a revolving door. Either you're in or you're out. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we established our foundation. And um, then about a year or so later, we ended up having our son. Okay. Wow. So I so, love it already. Yeah, yeah, right. I, know. I, I got some I already nuggets know where you already. Are, right? <laughs> okay. okay, go ahead. I'm going to let you jump in. Go ahead. The first nugget I picked up was... You guys disciplined your flesh, right? This is before they're married. Disciplined your flesh so that you can discipline yourselves in other areas of your lives. I think that's fantastic because honestly, when people are preparing for marriage, Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily always a thought. Like we have to figure out how we're going, not necessarily talking about flesh, but talking about disciplining and governing yourselves, mm-hmm. right? You yes. don't necessarily think about that all of the time when you're preparing for marriage. You don't think about, well, situations are go- going to arise in our marriage and we're going to need to know how to discipline ourselves. Yes. And doing what you guys did is fantastic. It is. And what, let me tell you what I love about it, right? For those of you who, that are listening, often what we do as human beings, we're, we're very judgmental as human beings, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and we're hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not only are we judgmental of others, we're very judgmental of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And so often what happens is, and, and we understand that, believe me when I say we understand your scenario, yeah. because mm-hmm. that's pretty much ours. Yeah, pretty much. So often what we do is we feel like, okay, hey, we've been sleeping together you know, so, you know, it is what it is. We already, you know, we already broke that covenant, so to speak, if mm-hmm. you will. And there's mm-hmm. no coming back from that. Yeah. But for those of you that are listening, you have the opportunity, yes. right, to turn whatever you want to turn around, yep. around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you all are a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You, you guys were sleeping together. You decided, you know what? We get married. We're going we're we're to do, do this thing way. the right, the right way. Yeah. And we're going to discipline ourselves mm-hmm. and we're not going to do it. And there, the beauty in that, right, is often we look at folk and we evaluate them based on the destination. Mm-hmm. So they're like, OK, well, they're at this point in their lives. So this must be the type of people that they are. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. journey. Yes. And at any point in the journey, if I'm driving from Maryland to California, and I'm taking eight. I'm taking eighty. Mm-hmm. At any point on that journey, I can be like, you know what? I don't want to take eighty anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take right. the back roads. Right. And that's what you guys did. You turned. You turned it around. You made a, a decision. And for those of you that are listening, it is never too late to make a decision to do something different. Yeah. 
So we always tell our couples, but we also made a decision. And it's funny because we went through financial peace. That's the thing, you know, nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when we went through financial peace, we realized that we was doing financial peace back in 1994 Mm -hmm. before we got married because we set the envelope method up to say for our wedding, like for the the DJ, for the food, for everybody that had to be paid for at the reception. So at our reception, we were able to give everybody their envelopes and walk away from our wedding debt-free. Fantastic. But that goes back to... Another area that we disciplined early on. And we didn't think about it like that back then, but now we look back at it when we went through financial peace. That's what it was. Wow. That's great. Let me tell you something. You're already dropping trade secrets. I don't know if you realize it. (laughs) Often often we wait till later in the conversation to ask for trade secrets. But since you're just kind of just spewing them out, we're just going to keep going. Right. So so do do me a favor, Angel. Mm -hmm. I want you to do me a favor. Right. I want you to talk to the single mothers Mm -hmm. because you are a single mother. Yeah. You had a daughter. You went through a situation that was was unfavorable mm-hmm. actually i was married you were and, married um, okay yeah i was married to my daughter's father for about a year mm-hmm. okay. but maybe less mm-hmm. and it, it didn't work out mm-hmm. so, so so talk to single parents that are that may have come out of a scenario that was unfavorable and now they are looking down the road Potentially, maybe in the place where you were, where you met a guy who you think, hey, this could be the guy, but I'm apprehensive. Mm-hmm. Talk to those uh, ladies and just encourage them about how they can be intentional about protecting themselves while still moving on. Yeah. So for for me, my, my journey was that um, I didn't have any hope. I didn't have any trust. I was hurt. I was broken. Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to forgive or any of those things. Mm -hmm. However, um, and I wasn't going to pay for a divorce because it wasn't my fault, my fault. Mm -hmm. So I just was like, I don't know what to do, but I knew I needed to, like I said, I was going to church before, but it was real, no, no real accountability there. Mm -hmm. So I would go to church, go to the club, this, that, and the other. But I knew I needed to get my life right mm. for real. Mm. So that was the first thing. Like I couldn't, I, I did it my way before with first relationship. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. So now I needed to do it the way God wanted me to do it. Mm-hmm. First things first, I had to go and rededicate myself mm. to get myself right. Mm-hmm. My daughter was two um, at the age where she could start imitating and repeating and yeah. I had to change my, the type of music I was listening to. I had to make some life decisions because I didn't want my daughter growing up in an environment kind of like I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So I had to make some major decisions real fast. Mm-hmm. And when I decided to do that, turn my life back over to God, go to church more consistently. And my stepdad, who does never, he he hardly ever says anything, said to me one day, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. You will meet the God is for you through somebody who already knows him. Wow. 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 I'm like, and he wasn't even saved. He's not, wow. He wasn't saved. Mm. And still and prophesied so, <clears throat> over your life. Yeah. And mm. so, and that's exactly what happened. And so, you know, like I said, like my my best friend gave me his number, but I guess I didn't call him then because I still wasn't ready Mm -hmm. to talk to anybody. 
But then when I did reach out to him and I did talk to him on the phone, I was like, oh, he's a nice guy. And, you know, we were just looking at being friends. I told him, I think on the very first day he physically came to see me, we sat outside on my mother's front stoop and we talked and I told him everything I had been through with my daughter's father Mm -hmm. and what I wasn't willing to go through anymore. Mm -hmm. So I just laid everything out because at that point I was 23 and me I guess now I didn't grow up with a two parent household, but that's what I desired. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And I didn't even really know back then, but I just knew that I'm supposed to be with a family, mm -hmm. you know? And so um, I didn't want to play games with him. He was a really nice guy. I was being mean to him, Mm -hmm. but Holy Spirit had to talk with me. I was like, you know what? Don't be like that to him. Mm -hmm. Everybody deserves a clean slate. Mm -hmm. And then he even told me, you know, I'm not those guys that you used to talk to. Yeah. He was like, you have to give me a chance for myself. Mm. And so it was just for me, him, his consistency, Mm -hmm. his actions, Mm. his pursuit over time that let me know that, okay, he was seriously liking me. Mm -hmm. So let me open up a little bit. Let me drop down my guards. And that's why he said when he asked me to marry him. The first time I I had this wall up that mm-hmm. had to still come down. Yeah. I was I was just in a hurt place. And yeah. so eventually as we continued to talk and stuff, things got better. Like I said, I had to do a lot of self reflection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Self work. Yeah. To get to yeah. that point to where I can even open up to have a conversation that could go any further than just a friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, uh, you know, we talk about this all the time, you know, and even back to your question, like, you know, what was she shared with another single mom or mom with a child is that, you know, God has not forgotten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God saw her heart towards wanting better for her life and her daughter's life. And not saying that it had to be perfect, but she had a willing heart. And that's what I appreciate an angel. And that's one thing that we share with even single, you know, women uh, who may have children and or a single man who just may be looking for, you know, that relationship is that God's just looking for a willing heart. Mm-hmm. He'll take care of everything else. Yeah. And she wasn't trying to change me or whatever, but she sincerely was looking to, I was trying to change me. fix her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God saw that and he knew, okay, I got the right guy for you. Mm-hmm that would be patient, that would work through your flaws, that would like you and love you unconditionally, that would accept you for who you were Mm -hmm. and everything else, and that you will be a fit for him because I always tell people too, she was an angel to me. Mm -hmm. But I was mean to him. I really Mm -hmm. was. But I I look beyond that. I'm so glad that he didn't hold that against me Mm -hmm. because I was mean to him because just because of what I've been through. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just realized that I wasn't being right and that it's not fair. Mm-hmm. So I had to like make the necessary adjustments even with him because he was it. a really nice guy yeah. from some, the very some that, beginning. Yeah. Some of that is a defense mechanism. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. that's just something as human beings that we, we put up that guard around us yeah. just to make sure that what happened before doesn't, doesn't happen again. Doesn't happen yeah. again. I like something that you said though. And, and, and for those of you that listen, I hope you caught it. Angel, said she was very candid about what happened. Mm -hmm. 
But here's the the other side of that. Mm-hmm. She also was very candid about what she wanted to happen mm-hmm. as a result of what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is very important for everyone, but especially now that we're talking about individuals coming out of situations that are unfavorable, it is very important that you are open and upfront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the next situation comes about, mm-hmm. um, letting folk know what the boundaries are, letting folk know what your expectations are, letting folk know um, how you want to proceed moving forward so that you remain in the safe place that you you, you want to yeah. be in. Really I love great. that. Really I love great. that. Man, that's uh, so you know what? This whole I could stay at this portion <laughs> of the conversation because this is good. This is really good. This this really is good. really this is really good. But before we move mm-hmm. further, because I want to get into after the I do, right? Okay. Just to follow that up, Jason, you coming into mm-hmm. Angel's world, mm-hmm. you heard everything she said that day on the front stoop, what she went through, what her expectations were going forward. You see that she has a daughter. And and before you were just you had just been at a birthday party where you like, nah, it's not going to go down like this. <laughs> just talk to because there are guys, right, who they meet someone and they're like, man, this I connect with this person, but I'm afraid because she has a kid or mm-hmm. I'm afraid because her past doesn't really line up with, you know, the things that Vision. I envision. Yeah. Right. Talk to that guy. Because that guy could be missing out on their angel because of their apprehension. So what is your advice to that person? That's good. Um, you, you know, really, uh, you know, even during that time of my life, you know, I just got tired of just going out with different women, different young ladies, and it just wasn't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, you know, I met Angel to where I'm like, man, you know what? The game's got to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, you know, in answering your question, you know, the first thing, you know, for these you know young single guys or young guys, period, is when does the game stop? Mm-hmm. Is identifying in your personal life, like when is the game going to stop? Wow. Because, you know, you have to, I mean, I was working, you know, I could go out, take care of myself and everything else. But it's like, when is it going to stop? And all I wanted but at that point in time for my life was to just have a family. Mm-hmm. And the desire that I had, even in the comments that I made, even though it didn't look like what I wanted to be as far as like not being with someone with no child, you know, I get married to somebody. We just have a good time as, you know, a couple and then we'll have children later. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even in my mind. But the funny thing about God is, is that when you position yourself and when you allow yourself to be open for him to do what he's going to do, yeah. all of your box checks yeah. go out yeah. the window. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's really where I was in my life to where it was almost like, all right, God, do what you're going to do. Mm. I'm open and I'm willing Surrender. to allow something different to take place, regardless of the fact that I say I'm not going to date another one with a child. I'm not going to get married for X number of years and everything else. And it just hit me. And, you know, even me giving her that opportunity and regardless of how she was coming at me, I knew enough, even spiritually, to know that all of that, to your point earlier, 
was just her defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just didn't want to experience what she experienced before. Mm. And I was man enough and mature enough to be able to see that. Mm. So even in sharing with other young men is that we as men and even when at that point in time for myself, I had to be in a place where one, I knew what was right and what wasn't right. Mm. And I knew enough to know that, hey, I got to trust God in this situation and not allow the situational circumstances to warp what I can see and warp what could be and for God to be a blessing and God to use us to the extent of what he's doing right now. Mm. And to the point where even when we first got married, I told Angel, I said, look, (laughs) what God's going to do in our relationship is, and I told her, I said, we're going to be a blessing to other couples. Wow. She says, no, we're not. I mean, she's like, I don't know how. And she's like, not me. I said, we're going to have to be you because we're going to have to do it together. But again, he was always more spiritually stronger than me because, you know, his family, you know, it was different. And so, I mean, when I met Jason... And I knew his age. I thought he was like 30, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was just a year older than me. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was 30 because he was so mature. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he's talking what we want to do with other couples and stuff. And I'm like, who's that? <laughs> but to that point, though, and see, and I think that's, again, going back to answering your question, that's what, if there's a single guy out there that's listening right now, one thing that I would say is set and position yourself Mm. completely Mm -hmm. not just within but also too within God yeah so that God can start to extract the vision that he wants out of your relationship Mm -hmm. or out of you as an individual combine that with another young lady Mm. and allow that vision to be fulfilled in the earth realm yeah and I know that's what God's intention was in our relationship that even in the midst of our story regardless of how it looked our story was going to be that thing that was going to help another couple, even with their story. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and look at where we are, right? Yeah. Fo- yeah. Focused marriages, right? Mm-hmm. Are You're doing just that. Yeah. You're using your story to be a blessing and an encouragement to others, um, encouraging them that you can continue on this journey. With some level of success, yeah. right? It's not just continuing on the journey just for the sake of traveling. Yeah. Right. I'm with this person. I don't really want to be in the car with them, but whatever. Let's <laughs> here we go. Yeah, right. here, 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 we, we go. here we go. Right. <laughs> it's not it's not like that. You can travel this journey with some level of success. Yeah. Now, before we get to focused marriages, though. After we say I do. After we said I do. So now Jason and Angel are married. Talk about and because you're 24 years in now. So talk about the first 10 years. Quick synopsis of the first 10 years. So, so the quick synopsis is, man, we start out. So we again, we never had a chance to have like that husband and wife journey before children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had to hit the ground running right. with children already at hand and right. one on the way. And we rolling on from there. Matter we fact, decided in premarital counseling that because I already had my daughter, that when we got married, we wouldn't wait a long time mm-hmm. to have another child so they wouldn't be so far apart because mm-hmm. they're already they're five and a half years apart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. 
Yeah, so we, like I said, we hit the ground running, uh, obviously preparing for that, mm-hmm. having those discussions prior to marriage. So three months in, and, we were pregnant. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. really the first, you said talking about the first 10 years, I would say the first seven years was really about the kids. Mm-hmm. We were in church. We were doing ministry, mm-hmm. you know, at church. Um, Angel's the one that created a lot of balance with everything as far as church and family and everything else. So we kind of like, Hit it rolling. Yeah, like we've been in ministry since the at, beginning of at our, our church. But at our church that we were going to, uh, we was there for 18 years before we moved to Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so, like, after we got married, I guess it was like maybe a year or so after we got married. Or was you already in ministry? You was doing ushers before we got married? Yeah, it was involved somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then um, as time went on, we started doing ministry together. Then our pastor... Um, asked us to be um, a part of, we went through Bible Institute. It was a three-year program. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason finished before me, and then I went through, and that's when I got my calling. Mm -hmm. Um, But after that, our pastor asked us to be on the the elders um, team, and he asked us to be on the marriage ministry. Mm -hmm. And And then I was over the men's ministry. And then he was over the men's ministry. So it just... We found ourselves really busy. Wow. We look but, back now and we say, we don't know how we did it. And, and my daughter was in extracurricular activities outside of church. Mm-hmm. So even with that, so that's the first seven years around ten. year. She needs I, got a ten. You, I, I got you. Okay. So the, after seven, about that eighth year, as mm-hmm. we was being elevated in ministry was where we had our biggest conflict yep. okay. and our biggest like obstacle. Mm-hmm. where I got involved in the emotional affair. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so even during that time, that was the opportune time for Angel to be like, dude, you tripping? I'm not having it. I went through this stuff before. I mm-hmm. told you about where I came from mm-hmm. and I wasn't having it and I'm out. And it was really the foundation that we had established that even though it had been What's the word I'm looking for? Even though it had been compromised mm-hmm. because we did create guidelines, even that though it had been good. compromised, it was that accountability that the fact that we understood the purpose of our relationship that brought us back. Mm-hmm. Now, did it take work to build that trust back up? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I- he reached out to our pastor and um, I, because I, I was done. Mm-hmm. I was done. Mm-hmm. And he reached out to our pastor and, and told our pastor that, you know, I was upset. And while I was upset, my pastor was like, well, I need you to come over to my house. And Jason, he's Jason was going. He said, no, I need Angel to come to us. I, I don't want to go. What do I have to go for? I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So um, I eventually put aside my stubbornness and decide to go over. And um, I'm glad I did. My pastor laid into him. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that was the biggest thing she like, enjoyed about it. <laughs> you know? but it. I got to sit there and listen. Yeah, but even through all of that, though. I was man enough to take ownership of my faults, Mm -hmm. but I was also man enough to be adamant that it would never happen again Mm -hmm. and that I would never put our relationship in a situation that would not only hurt her, but hurt our witness. Mm -hmm. And from that point going forward, so then going into year 10 and then beyond, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like feet, boots in the sand, this is who we are. This is what we do. Guidelines reestablished. And let's march on. But I want to go back to the emotional affair because I think it's, it's important not to just walk over it, mm-hmm. like give a little bit more detail because 
couples, um, especially in ministry, mm-hmm. um, need to be careful because, I mean, the guideline was no, he's not to minister to any women and I'm not to minister to any men. Uh, we away want from each other. Away from each other. We're yeah. supposed to stay away from the appearance of evil, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's a woman, he needed to direct them to me or to our church. Mm-hmm. And if it was a man, I need to direct them to him or the church. Yeah. That's how you just safeguard your relationship. Yeah. But this particular Good. individual was a working relationship. He's in sales and mm-hmm. he was selling to her company and she was having problems in her marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. So he had told her about our church. We had communication lab, which is now um, marriage made easy at spirit of faith and um, um, invited them to the ministry to come out because it was once a month. So like what makes our marriage a strong foundation will help build our strong foundation was that accountability at our old church. They had uh, communication lab once a month. So mm-hmm. we never, we never had opportunity to not stay accountable because mm-hmm. we always had that. Yeah. But during that time of him being elevated, um, I don't know. I don't know if it might have been a little pride or whatever was going on, but he was, you know, helping her out. And but she started texting him and stuff, saying, come to her office and all this type of stuff. It was just real weird. And mm-hmm. I, we had to break it down. But not only that, her husband reached out to Jason. Mm. Her husband reached out to Jason about the men's ministry. Okay. But wow. the husband didn't know that the wife was trying to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it was uh, it was really weird. But I just say all of that to say that couples in ministry need to make sure they safeguard their relationship. Yes. Mm. Extra safeguard your relationship yes. because some some people that have broken marriages or broken relationships, they feed off or attracted to, especially couples in ministry. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also too, I would add to that. And that was one adjustment that I wanted to make. And we always share this as well, because we're transparent in our relationship is even though I was in ministry, one thing that I say about Christian couples is never get comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never get comfortable to the point where, Whatever comes up, I got it. Right. I can handle it. Right. It's like you always have to stay on point, always have to stay on the offense, always have to keep building each other up, stay on top of each other, holding yourselves accountable, not just to each other, but to God and also to, you know, to another couple. Yeah, we have in your lives. Couple. Exactly. And I know even at that time, as much as I was being elevated, as much as I was impacting, you know, other men and other couples or what have you. I'm still relaxed because I'm not allowing myself to get fed, to get built up so that even when I minister, I minister in the overflow, overflow, but also Mm. too with a spirit of discernment, Mm -hmm. knowing and understanding Mm -hmm. where, okay, because the devil, he can play it in your play for, you know, in your playground, which man, keep ministering, keep talking to these people, keep talking to these people. But if you ain't getting fed and you ain't feeding your spirit and you dwelling down and you're getting weak in your spirit, man, Mm. Hey, I'm gonna let you do what you do, but I'm gonna hit you with this hook right here, yep. right. and then I'm gonna pull you out mm. the water. Mm. And that's really what happened. And so it's now I'm always so adamant now about being on the offensive mm-hmm. side of things and being proactive in our relationship yeah. to protect our relationship. And as much as we minister to other couples, mm-hmm. we minister to ourselves. Yes. We're listening to things. We're listening to things that you all are sharing. Mm-hmm. Things that other, you know, positive, you know, uh, married relationship, you know, uh, coaches or speakers are sharing. I so that to a we lot can, of marriage today, too. Yes, yeah, so we can fill mm-hmm. our spirits yep. up. And yep. it's not. And so 
what people are getting out of us is the overflow. The overflow, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we have guidelines in our relationship to where we don't coach nobody on Fridays. Okay. Yeah, I, I message him and I say, but yeah. we, we would we would do the meeting with all the couples that exactly like yesterday. But no, like I mean, I had somebody I had a couple. The wife called me last Sunday and she was in tears. Mm. I mean, I would like to, I would like to fall for that. Mm-hmm. But I got to keep my guidelines. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because we have to protect our relationship yeah. and the days that we have set up for ourselves. Yep. And I said, you know, um, I can talk to you, but we can't set up a session today. Yeah. You know, because we give them the tools, resources and information necessary to be able to survive to the next time. Very good. Yeah. So yeah. your 911 can't be a 911 in my house. You know what? That, you man, have to set up boundaries for you your relationship. Yeah, that, that is. Um, I love that. Everything you said. If for those of you that are listening, you know we say this all the time, and so we're going to say it again. You you're going to have to go back if you don't have pen and paper out. You're going to have to go back and listen to this again. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of what you said, all of what you said, just gold about setting boundaries yeah. as couples and as ministry couples, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to be intentional about sticking to those things, yeah. right? Yes. Jason talked about being proactive mm-hmm. and being on the offensive, right? Mm-hmm. So that you're always looking out for the good of your relationship. Yeah. And and that's what a team does, right? That's what that's what a true team does. I love that. That is I think it's paramount. Yeah. To the success of your relationship. Because like you said, Jason, if not, you're just continuing to just move on the tank that you have. Mm -hmm. And as that tank gets, as it starts to empty out, you just keep going because you're on a mission, Mm. which is a positive thing. You're on a mission. Right. But then at some point you run out of gas. Yeah. And then when you run out of gas, you're not in a position to protect what's most important to you. You're vulnerable. Wow. That is, uh, we could potentially just let you plug what you have going on and we could just let <laughs> Call it go because that is that was great. <laughs> that was great. But so so let's, let's let's move forward. And I love thank you, Angel, for just kind of expanding. Yeah. Um, as it relates to the emotional affair and the things that you had to do and the safeguards that you had to put in place, because that was where I was going. Just right. for couples that are listening, right? One, here's first thing. One, you can make it through those experiences. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. If you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to an example of that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So that's one. You can make it through those experiences. And two, you have to do some work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just strap in, do the work. I love it. So, so for me, mm-hmm. I had to, I had two girlfriends that when I had got down in the dump, I could call to pray with me. Mm-hmm. I had a song. I had a scripture. Mm. Those are the things that kept me afloat to wow. get through. Wow. And That's you talked great. about having something else I, that stood out to me. You talked about having a couple that you could be yeah. accountable to. Accountability couple. Yeah, moving yeah. forward. That is that is gold. Yep. It is so important to have someone that is on this same journey, mm-hmm. that is as intentional as you are about the success of their relationship. And you have each other that you can bounce ideas off of. You can vent to. You can get encouragement from and encourage. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Those of you call you out if they need to. Exactly. 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 Those of you who are listening, that is something that you, if you do not already have, 
you should be looking uh, to obtain. And and it can't be right. I was just about to say it can't be anybody. Yeah. Don't just go out and grab anybody Mm because you don't know what you might be getting. But (laughs) um, a fruit inspector. Yes, indeed. And Jason talked. Jason, the, the, the word he said was discernment. Yes. Yeah. So you yeah. got to ask God, hey, listen, God, this is what we need as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, open our eyes to see the, the couple that you have, in, you know, in mind for us to partner with. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. So you guys were in ministry from pretty much from jump. Yeah. What what got you to really focus in on marriages, though? Because you talked about Usher, you talked about men's ministry, different things that you had going on. What? What got you from that point to where we are now with focused marriages? I mean, I would say really, you know, it was always there mm-hmm. because, I mean, even when we were engaged, mm-hmm. there were singles, there were other couples mm-hmm. who just wanted to be around us. Mm. And it was like, it wasn't nothing that we were like saying to them. Not at all. But it was really <laughs> what they were seeing. But we found out later that that's what it was because we asked these couples like, like what was it? What, what made you want to be around us? Mm-hmm. I mean, even some of the singles who are now married and their relationships are good. And actually, one of the guys um, was a teenager when he was hanging and he was hanging out with us. He sent Jason a text this week. Mm-hmm. He's good. Yeah, 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 go ahead. ahead. I'm just turning some lights on. Jason in Texas this week, and what did he say to you? No, he was just like, man, you know, somebody asked me, like, man, how did I get here, you know, in his relationship? Mm-hmm. And basically what he said was, the way I got here was I hung around, you know, Jason and Angel and, you know, their child and their family. And basically I always said, hey, this is what I want for my family. And as a result mm-hmm. of that, now he's doing what we did for him. Yeah. No, and, so wow. and now just, he's over the men's ministry too. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. You know, but I, I think you know the biggest thing for us was that we were very and still are very intentional about our relationship. Yeah, have mm-hmm. to be. And so yeah. by us being so intentional about our relationship from the very beginning, mm-hmm. it has really just evolved and continued into. Our ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was for me after Bible Institute. Like I said, the third year, I remember the pastor saying, "Whatever you're called to do, nine times out of ten, you already been doing." Yep. Mm-hmm. And hold on, hold on, hold on, already, hold on. Wow. We can't. We, we gotta let that breathe for a second. Say, <laughs> I never really thought about say that. that say that true. one more time. Say and that that's purpose. Time. Yeah. That nine times out of ten, whatever you're called to do. Is pretty much probably what you already been doing. Wow. 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 And then I sat there and I thought about it and I was like, he's right. Mm. And so like to Jason's point back when we were first got married, talking about working with couples, I didn't see that then because I wasn't spiritually there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I went through my three years of the Bible Institute that I got my revelation. And when I got my revelation, I was like, he was right. Mm. Wow. And then Things start to happen from there. Wow, that, that's that's good. great. I I love that because it it gives folks something to think about. Mm-hmm. It's there's always a conversation about you know what is my calling? What you know? What is my purpose? What is, what my, is purpose? my purpose? You know, what are the things I'm passionate about? Mm-hmm. And with what you said, Angel, with what you were told, that is just that's beautiful because it gives individuals an opportunity to really sit back. And prayerfully think about the things, evaluate the things that they've already been doing. Mm-hmm. 
and ask God, hey, is it this? Or, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to impress you with the fact that, hey, you've been doing ABC for the last five years. This I've been intentionally allowing Mm -hmm. you to do that to prepare you for what I have what the next stage is mm-hmm. in your development. It became yeah. real clear. Absolutely. Wow. wow. Really I love good. it. I love it. When you're ministering to couples or when you're mentoring couples, when you're having your sessions, typically, not all the always, but typically there's a common theme that couples seem to be having and is the reason why they come to you. Do mm-hmm. you find that to be the case? And what yes. is that common theme? You said, what's our common theme? What is the common theme? Communication mm-hmm. and conflict. Mm. Wow. Communication and conflict. Yep. I would even add to that because one thing that I have noticed, and I try to be very observant even in every session, mm-hmm. it is communication and conflict. For sure. But a lot of that communication and conflict comes from as a result of couples don't know what their purpose is. Wow. Talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So a lot of couples and Maybe we can all go back and look at, we may have fallen and prayed to it as well. We get married for all, I'm not going to say the wrong reasons, Mm -hmm. but we all get married for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I like her, I like him because he or she can cook, or we look good together, or we can put our resources together and we can make something real big, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing there. And it's never really truly being able to understand and have the definition of what is that true purpose of marriage. Mm -hmm. And when you don't know the purpose of a thing, Mm -hmm. you will abuse it. You'll misuse it. And you will minimize the maximum potential Mm. of the intent of it. Wow. And so now when couples come into a marriage relationship and they have no clue of what the purpose is, they're just going off of, their environments, their upbringings, things that they observe, you know, from others. And you still have that lack of understanding, which also, too, impacts the bad communication, the bad conflict resolution. So we always, no matter whether it's a seriously dating, engaged, or married couple, we always establish the foundation of our topics of discussion Mm -hmm. with understanding the purpose of marriage. Wow. Mm, Man, that's great. And and that's perfect that you said that because... As we kind of move into this this next segment, I want you to close this segment out by just giving two specific trade secrets mm-hmm. about what you just talked about, about finding your purpose as a couple. For those that are listening, that are looking to find their purpose as a couple, they are struggling, they are uh, confused about what that may be, they ha- or they've never even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Give some trade secrets, some tips, if you will, on how a couple can start the process to finding their purpose. Mm-hmm. So even as far as the purpose is concerned, we break it down into three areas. Okay. Mm-hmm. They got to know that one, the first and foremost is their relationship is not about them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whether you're seriously dating, engaged, or married, it's not about you. It is about these three things here. Is it about one reflecting the image of God okay. and God's relationship with the church. That's our God-given responsibility. We have to know and understand that we have to be that representation that God is counting on. Mm-hmm. Number two is, is about the companionship. Two is always better than one. 
whether you're seriously dating, engaged, or married, Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 through 20, talks about how when two come together, touching and agreeing, Mm -hmm. two things take place. One, you have whatsoever you ask for, and two, God gets in on your every situation. Mm -hmm. So we have to know that we have to walk in that level of companionship. Mm -hmm. And then number three is, and again, whether you're seriously dating, engaged, or married, is you got to be fruitful and multiply. Mm -hmm. Now, being fruitful and multiplying is not just limited to having children. Right. Especially for a seriously dating and engaged couple. It uses the disciple piece. Yeah, but it's really about duplicating your relationship in the lives of others and knowing and understanding Mm -hmm. this. And this is a trade secret or whatever, but I'm going to blow it all up. Whether you realize it or not, somebody's watching you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Indeed. you are impacting somebody's life one way or the other, mm-hmm. in a good way or a bad way. Right. But regardless of what you may say or what you may not say, somebody's always watching. That's good. And, and, it, and we say something very similar, that you are an example of marriage. Of what to do or what Either not what to do. To do or what yes. not to do. <laughs> yeah. But you're an example to yeah. someone. That That is fantastic that you should be reflecting the image of God. You talked about companionship and you talked about being fruitful and multiplying in the sense that you are actually bearing witness yeah. to yes. other individuals and helping them along the way based on what they see in you. Yeah. That, that's that's beautiful. I love it. I love it. And For those of you that are listening, so many gems Mm -hmm. have been dropped in this conversation. I'm not even going to take the time to recap them all. You're going to have to listen to it again. Grab your pen and paper. You're going to have to get out your pen and paper, and you're going to have to listen again. Yeah, we appreciate you taking out the time to do this. It it's been beneficial to us. Mm -hmm. We know that it is beneficial to those that are listening. But before we let you go. We want to just play a quick game with you. We do this with all our guests. We just want to get to know you, have our listeners get to know our guests. And uh, babe, I'll let you talk about that. Okay. So we call it the 60 second think fast. And I'm going <laughs> to ask you 10 questions. I'll alternate between both of you. Jason, you can answer one. And then Angel, you can answer one. Really simple questions, but each question has a choice and you have to pick one of the choices. For example, what's your favorite color, red or blue? And you have okay. to pick one of those one of those choices. And to put us under a little bit of pressure, Ali's going to put sixty up. seconds on his time put on his <laughs> clock, and we're going to try and answer these questions in sixty seconds. All right, Are you ready? ready? You ready? I'm ready. Let's you guys ready? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Angel, I'll start with you. See the movie or read the book. What was that again? See the movie or read the book. Um, read the book. Jason, summer or winter? Summer. Angel, morning person or night owl? Morning. Jason, small town or big city? Small town, big city. <laughs> small town. Angel, car or truck? Car. Jason, gym or outdoor exercise? Outdoor exercise. Angel, Tropical Island or Ski Resort? Tropical Island. Jason, Action Movie or Comedy? Uh, Action Movie. (laughs) Angel, Baseball or Football? Football. And the last one, Jason, Try a New Dish or Play It Safe? 
Try a new dish. Very oh, good. Wow. Right on time. Right on time. That was literally it. right at the last second. <laughs> good stuff. I'm surprised he said action. Really? I know, but that's why I was, was going to say, you know, uh, he was like, come action. Come action. <laughs> <laughs> right, like the small town, big city one. Like, right. Uh, yeah. Let's do both. <laughs> Listen, we appreciate you guys again. Uh, we Very can't much. thank you enough yeah. for taking this time out. We are we are fans, if I can use that word, mm-hmm. of, of what you guys do. Yes. And um, we just, uh, we love you guys. Yes. This, thank you guys so much. much. That's just all, that's just all it boils down to. You know what I mean? So, listen. You got to hook up and go on a date night we, and meet halfway or something. We, that would be great. We most that certainly would be great. need we would to get love together. That. Absolutely. But listen, always, we can't let you get out. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, we're always looking for a reason to go spend a night in a hotel somewhere. Oh, yeah. So we, we, yeah, we got to figure it out. Yeah, we got to come out that way. We got to make it work. But we can't let you go without allowing you to let us know and let our guests know how they can connect with you. Mm -hmm. Because listen, folk that are listening, you heard all of these gems Mm -hmm. that they dropped. This is just a very small Small. crumb of the wisdom that you could gain Mm -hmm. from sitting under these two. So how can we get a hold of you? And let us know if you have anything upcoming that you want to plug or anything like that. Um, They can find us on uh, Facebook at our Focus Marriage Facebook group or on Instagram at Focus Marriages via email, focusedmarriages at gmail.com. And that's F-O-C-U-S-E-D, marriages at gmail.com. And our website is www.focusedmarriages.com. Nice, nice. And and for those of you who are not writing, which I'm, I'm, I hope you should, you should know that by now. That when you hear our voices, you should just pull out pen and paper mm-hmm. because you know that for some reason God has blessed us with guests that will always pour in something into you. So, but if you didn't get all that information on how to connect with them, you can certainly look at the show description, and we'll make sure that we put all of that in there. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank May y'all. God continue Thank to you. bless you, your mm-hmm. family, yeah. your ministry. May the folk that you come in contact with continue to be uh, enriched yeah. by uh, what God is pouring into you. Mm-hmm. And as the overflow comes out, what you are what you are pouring into them. Amen. Thank Amen. you so much. Well, we also, too, I know you guys are doing your podcast, but we want to personally thank you all. Yeah. Thank you. For what you're doing. Yes. And the part you're playing in impacting the lives of other couples. Angel and I was talking about this earlier. It takes a village, mm-hmm. you know, to support and to you know, all the singles, engaged couples and married couples. Yeah. And the things that you all are doing, you know, thank God for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And we pray God's abundant blessings in your lives as you continue to fulfill your purpose for your relationship and your ministry so that other relationships can be blessed. Mm-hmm. And we decree and declare that God will take you guys even higher Amen. in what you're doing, that what you're experiencing right now is just the beginning of it all. Amen. God's going to do so much it. greater. So thank you all for allowing us to be a part of you, what you all are doing right here. Man, thank you. We receive it. This has been another episode of Trade Secrets. Make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with Oliver and Denise. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode.
Until next time, God bless.